Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Now, we are back after episode one, which was obviously last week. So we're coming back for a Waffle Wednesday for our second episode. So we kind of done uh, better than expected. We did. All right. We did. Well, good. No, it was good fun, and uh, yeah, we got a good bit of feedback from from people that listened. So it was good, good crack. Uh, according to the stats coming back, we have uh, gone worldwide. Um, John. Um, yeah, yeah. So and like, so one lad was in Australia. Australia. Alan, thanks very much. Gave me a message all the way. Imagine a message came all the way from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and it said fair play technology <laughs> did he actually just say fair play B? no he said it was good and then we had some in America I'm not sure who that was not sure no not sure um, and Canada if you're uh, listening reach out yeah so ca- Canada was the other one so Australia Canada and uh, yeah. America Canada I don't know that could have been the podcast order. enthusiasts Podcast it's just, just ra- randomly, randomly finding us. Um, uh, now I do realise we're almost a minute into it and we haven't said the name of the show yet. No. So we really have to work kind of on the intro, Branding. you know, the intro Brand because uh, you look at like you know all the great shows, all the great podcasts, they always have a great intro. So it is the John Bernard Waffle Hour uh, on Waffle Wednesdays. And so after last week, as we said, we uh, got some nice feedback. So now that we're a minute twenty into it, you've heard the name of the show. Um, this week, uh, so we are going to continue on our random topics and we're going to talk about gin. Uh, mm. So do stay tuned for that. We'll just briefly recap back uh, messages on Facebook. Um, Leanne obviously listened, Tully. Um, down good the stuff. Yeah, she said it was good. Um, next door neighbour, Michelle, also. She uh, kind of liked it because she's obviously living down the country as well, so it's a nice touch of home, mm. which was kind of the point of the first one. To try and get in the local people yeah. before we went international, and um, but then you see how many people that um, know us that are around the world, obviously. So that kind of helps. It won't always be uh, looking back in the past, as I said, we'll talk about gin today, which is more a uh, recent topic. Uh, in maybe a few podcast time, we might talk about past things as well. Again, we have some ideas for the next couple of episodes, so we'll get through maybe the first five or six, and then we'll start running out of topics. Maybe. We may be talking about sheep at some stage. Never yeah, know. sheep. And I actually had a, had a good one about uh, dads as well, because obviously you're, you're a dad. Yeah. Um, and things that our dads taught us. So I think yes. that might be an interesting yeah, yeah. one. And obviously to balance it up, uh, if we do dads, we'll have to do mams at some stage. We do. 
So that's kind of two podcasts. You said sheep. We're doing gin today, which is your area yeah. of expertise. I won't say sheep is my area of expertise, but yes, it, we, we, it would be a bad thing to say that. Yeah, yeah. We 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 look at the the sheep as in a complete rookie. <laughs> we should probably just mention that Bertie has sheep. Yeah, I he do. Doesn't, uh, no, nine of them. Not, he doesn't. Uh, he's not a sheep enthusiast in the sense that <laughs> yeah. he watches sheep all the time. Uh, no, no. Um, so that might be another one. But anyway, uh, today's topic is on gin. And John, if you you know you may or may not know, John is the gin enthusiast on Instagram. Yeah, that that is your handle on Instagram. Gin enthusiast, yes, yeah. So you can follow Instagram. Uh, we will set up an Instagram page. I have one slightly. Oh yeah. In the in the making for uh, maybe when we get more followers, maybe. Yeah, we have to get blue tick as soon as possible. So. As soon as possible. So I did call it the. Uh, oh, oh no! What did I call it? Uh, the John gin. Bernard. Uh, no, uh, the the waffler. We should probably find that out. Yeah, uh, I should have wrote that down. It's the J J B Waffle Hour. Uh, we hired someone to do it, though. We don't need to know these things. No, we, we don't need to know. I, Some see, big agency did it. Um, I wouldn't really have my phone on in uh, what we're uh, we've uh, changed into our studio. Yeah, but you, yeah, but it's a podcast. You can pretend you're not going out to your phone if people want to know. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the it's the J B Waffle Hour podcast. Yeah, that on Instagram. You didn't if, get that on your phone at all. No, I didn't. No, I knew that because uh, I set it up earlier, so I know that. Yeah. Um, I put up a picture of the Ronald Nineteen just to touch base. Oh, yeah. With, yeah, yeah. Um, me, me, and Nikki on the Ronald Nineteen just for those who listened last week. Anyway, the gin. Okay, so you are the gin enthusiast on Instagram. You have many a follower. I for people that like gin, I suppose, yeah. Um, for me, um, I'm obviously a pioneer. Don't yeah. drink. Um, so well, I drink a lot of a lot of alcohol, and you drink zero. Yeah. Alcohol, so so uh, between the two of us, we probably have um, an average amount of alcohol for a yeah. person. Still a high alcohol content, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm sure we even out. Um, for me, I suppose nose and gin. Just um, from when you started doing it. Did it take over from the craft beer? Is craft beer still a thing? Craft beer is still a thing. That'll always be a thing, I think. Oh, is, do I think that gin is more um, uh, common now because I follow you and you talk about it? Oh, was gin always oh, a thing? Oh, gin is huge. Gin is huge. But yeah. there's definitely more types of gin. Like companies that's doing Yeah, there's more. See, because it's so easy. It making No offence to gin companies out there, but it is an easy product to make. Um you can make it in literally like 24 hours. So you make gin on a Tuesday and you can have it in a bottle ready to sell on the Wednesday. So it's not like, um, you know the way like scotch and whiskey is like 5, no, 20 no. years. That's and, the thing. You see, and, and wine gets old better with age, isn't yeah. it? Is that it? And that's the, that's the thing with gin companies. Um, a lot you, you see a big boom at the minute. That's because a lot of gin companies have made whiskey. So, and they've put, so they've made the whiskey. It's in the barrels. You have to wait 5 years, 10 years. What do you do for 5 years? make this glorious spirit called gin that you can make really quickly so like the whiskey company is more like well we have uh, in next year it's going to be like 2018 or 2017 whiskey no technically yeah technically uh, sorry I'm asking you about whiskey and you're obviously uh, well whiskey's whiskey's nice too <laughs> whiskey and whiskey enthusiasts I haven't set that Instagram up page yet but, uh, um, but uh, yeah like put it this way let's say the gin craze started in 2016 so we're five years on now from 2016, so you're probably going to see in the news or a lot of gin distilleries now coming out with a whiskey, like Gunpowder Gin, like Shed Distillery, they have a whiskey out this year. A lot of companies. Really and did you start 20, 2016? Is your Instagram going since 2016? Yeah, 2016. So you started your collection. But you started, well, you didn't really start a collection, you just like drink it. Yeah, well, I, no, well, where I started with gin was, I was in Super Valley, 
I was managing the off-license and I didn't really drink much gin at all. Um, probably not even. I, I think the, the, the time I had gin before that was when I was like 14. I opened up the bottle of gin that was in the, the old liquor cabinet at home. You're like not, many you, people you, would have. Uh, 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 you're not meant to do that just for and <laughs> anybody. I definitely did not. You mean when you were 18? <laughs> I didn't do that. Imagine I did do it. And then imagine I put water in it after I drank it. And so there's... Oh, then, to, re, to refill the bottle. Just re, imagine I didn't... And then imagine then when you turn 18, the mother gives you the bottle of gin to have as a, water. as a gift. And it's full of water. But that didn't happen. Um, but... That's uh, That would be the time that I had a gin. So a lot of people would have had a bad experience with gin because they drank it like, when they were kids. But um, don't do that, kids. And um, basically this company came in, Soup Value Craft Gin Company, and I was very intrigued and uh, heard the story behind it. And I went, Jesus, that's, that's a great story. And ever since then, I kind of went, got to tell more people about this. So with Soup Value on the Facebook page, I started talking about gin, got more and more popular. And then I said, sure, I'll, I'll do a, a side blog and start side blogging. Hustle. And uh, yeah, that kind of just took off. A lot of people uh, were passionate about gin, and I was passionate about telling people about gin. So took off. So taste wise, because obviously I've I've never tasted it. Um, hmm. Is it like a sharp spirit? How is would it... you explain the taste of gin to someone that's never tasted alcohol before? Like, are you going? Is it a sweet thing? Is it a sour thing? Is it about it's... balancing it with the right like uh, fruit oh, like, thing? No? The the, the... There's a kick to it, obviously, which you'd have to experience. It's like the, like a very hot, like a, yeah, it's a bit of a kick to it. It's hard to explain the taste. You you wouldn't have like a hot gin, where you'd have a hot whiskey. No, no, no. but the, as in the sensation, if you had like just a neutral spirit, the, the kick off of the alcohol would, would would feel very hot. Yeah. But with the gin, it uh, that's the magic of it. It could be sweet, it could be dry, it could be fruity, it could be. Could taste like chilies. You can do anything with gin. And the gin companies, do they um, advertise it as a certain kind of gin, or is gin gin, and it depends what you do to it to make it the way you want it? Yeah, you. That's the magic of it. It's so robust in the sense that you can do anything you want with gin, as long as you keep to the basics of, like, say, gin is made with a neutral grain spirit, so it's like ninety-five percent alcohol. Like it's basically an ethanol, yeah. and you um, then distill that and you turn it into gin so you need to add juniper berries water and then whatever botanicals that you want the botanical would be like lemons lemon uh, orange pieces uh, or, or orange zest like, like anything coriander all these things that would add in um, to to create a flavor and are juniper berries um in an ingredient in making the gin or is that something that you put into the glass to set the gin no off? juniper berries are literally what make you can't have gin without juniper berries okay so, so it's an essential ingredient it's then. it's the first ingredient you put in it there's no actual law of how much juniper berries should be put that, into that's a, a wild berry it's it grows in a wild yeah oh well yeah, obviously i imagine a lot of people are growing them now yeah but i'm just saying like if you found them in the wild you could have a crack at making gin no, well, that would be that'd be the easy one. No, you still need a neutral grain spirit. But what you could do is you could get a vodka, pull a load of juniper berries into it, uh, and then you technically would have gin. Well, but you'd obviously leave it seat for like couple so, of hours, like twenty four hours. Gin is vodka, no, or a type of vodka. See, vodka is neutral grain spirit, as well, and then it's turned into a vodka. But gin is the same base, but juniper berries. In okay. in the layman's terms, obviously a lot of gin distillers would go, no, it's more complex, but basically. <laughs> and um, 
gin companies, mm. if the gin is all the same, is that why their bottle game is so high? As their displays. Because you look at like whiskey. Whiskey is kind of a standard bottle. Mm. Scotch is a standard bottle. Scotch yeah. is like a, yeah. a, a square bottle, is it? No. And whiskey is like a round bottle. Mm. But when you go and you go into an off license or even at behind the bar mm. and you look along, you could pick out like say gin bottles. Yeah. Especially the gunpowder one, the bright blue yeah. one. And then you have ones of it's a different shapes, different colours. Yeah. Is that just me talking out of my arse? No, now? because... Or is the bottles like is that part of the gin it's thing? It's part of a gin game in, in as such because like gin is obviously a clear spirit. Um there's no there's no telling the difference. Let's say there's forty gins on the shelf. Yeah. It's all a clear spirit. So you the only way to stand out now is your bottle. So the one with the most funky bottle, the coolest looking bottle as a gift, there people are gonna go for that. So there's a, there is a bit of a competition of who can have the nicest bottle. You know? It's obviously very close to sanitizer as well. Very close. <laughs> a lot of companies <laughs> changed it when people weren't drinking it. But uh, I think that's a good hustle from companies too. I mean, you see a gap in the market and you go for it. Yeah. Um, and I suppose um, it doesn't freeze either. No, because of the alcohol. Because of the alcohol. So mm. that's the same kind of with sanitizer. No, it's a sanitizer yeah, freeze well, in, in yeah, the gym. <laughs> that, that hand sanitizer would have been made in this giant stills that gin had made in. Like so if it came out, the only difference was they put... I know what to put a lavender smell they do to that, make sanitizer yeah. and juniper berries to make gin. Gin, okay. <laughs> yes. And then uh, martinis. That's a gin cocktail, no? Well, you can have a vodka martini if you wanted, but um, the original martini would have been gin. And they say that it's uh, better to store it instead of shake it because the shaking dilutes it down. Yes, technically, like James Bond, you know. He likes it shaken, but yeah, in general... Yeah, that's not right then. That's just a it's line. It's technically not right, and that's why it's kind of gotten famous. Like, nobody ever shakes their things, but James Bond does. On a side note, yeah. so that's in a film, um, and he says, you know, shaking, not stirred. But shaking is obviously not the best way to do it. Well, shaking, it just waters it down a little bit. It still has, you still have a tasty martini. But, but do you know that the phrase from a John Wayne movie, do you know the phrase, lock and load? Yeah. But now I'm not a gun enthusiast, so I don't know if this is true. But apparently that's the wrong way around, because if you lock the barrel, you can't put mm. the ammunition in. So it should be load and lock. But he got it wrong in some movie, no, and I, it became famous. I, out of that. That. I heard that somewhere. Yeah, I'm not sure. How, how, yeah, it should how be load and lock. Yeah. Um, so you say that gin isn't really like uh, wine and stuff. It doesn't get better with age, but it doesn't also go out of age. It doesn't go out of date, but so like, it stores quite well. If you if you have bought it, like. you've got to be careful though, because there are some gins with a lot of fresh botanicals in it. Let's say coloured gins. Let's say coloured gins that have natural colourings in it. Let's say they seep the gin and raspberries, and it's a pink gin. Over the years, that colour could go a different colour. It could go a bit browny. And would that that obviously affect the taste of them as well? No, technically not. No. Um, not in all cases, it's just the colour. But I presume the colour is the same as the bottles, it's just a set itself apart. Like, is pink gin like, more like rocket fuel, where like, clear gin mm. is like, the more um, mature adult if drink. You see, no? <laughs> if you see a pink gin, it means it's loads more sugar. Pink gin is a, technically like a, a liqueur. You know, it's not really, like, there are some pink gins out there that are real gins, but the majority of pink gins out there will be, not real gins or gin liqueurs. They're very low. Like to be a gin, you have to be thirty-seven point five percent alcohol. 
Okay. So but, that, that's quite high compared to a lot of things, isn't it? It's quite, well, let's say a beer is only like 4.6% alcohol, so right. technically you're talking about a spirit shop. So if you were a gin drinker, you are more likely for the taste and the experience rather than going out on a night out and drinking it as your drink. Because, yeah, it'll, it'll, obviously you can't go out and have like mm. nine or ten of them. Well, you could, but yeah, you could. Yeah, many people have. Yeah, yeah. But you'd be, you'd be like off your face, no? Off your absolute face. Because obviously that's more yes. than like nine or ten pints. Yeah, yeah, you're talking loads of pints. Yeah. But it's expensive as well in pubs, like. It's more expensive yeah, than a pint, pay, like. Yeah, you pay eight quid for one gin and tonic compared to a pint. And there's a lot more than a pint. And the glass, the tumbler glass. Yeah, the, yeah. Does that make a difference in the way, mate? Why is it? Is it just one of these random things to try and set it apart? No, or? technically it's right. You see, the, the balloon glass is technically Spanish. And 80% of drinking gin is what's, what you're getting out of your nose. So when, you put, when you're drinking a balloon glass, yeah. your nose... Oh, so you have to smell it to experience it. And yeah, you get, like the whiff like, of like it. Wine. The whiff of it. But the balloon yeah. glass allows your nose to go into your drink as you smell, as you, as you sip it. So okay, let's instead say, of a narrow, like a flute glass, is yeah, that what Yeah, a flute glass, like a champagne glass. But with the balloon glass, your whole face is going in, your nose is getting deep in there. And you, you're getting the aroma from the rosemary. or your, yeah. like, There's rosemary, there could be thyme, there could be mint in the gin. You know, so you're getting that. And is then, like, well. gin tasting events oh, yeah. the same as wine and stuff? Yes, yeah, I host a lot of them and having and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's, it's very common. Yeah, and would that be people who are just like enthusiasts as yourself? Like, do you call yourself a collector or do you call yourself an enthusiast? I would. Because you have obviously a collection of. I gin. wouldn't call myself a gin expert, but like a gin enthusiast, I would. Like, people like Star Wars, people collect Star Wars figurines, people like collecting toenails. I don't do that, I gave up on that a long time ago. But people collect. I just collect gins. I, I, I like gins. I like the history behind gins. I like the people behind the gin. And um, yeah, and I suppose, yeah, I like the more gin I have, the, the better I feel. Yeah. Collections. And I suppose it's like everything else. Uh, where it started, uh, it probably started as in the medicine or something, did it? Do you it's, know that far back? Yeah, it, well, you see, there's a story behind the gin and tonic, but yeah, gin would have started back. Okay, yeah, so G, G and T, that's what I would have known as. But is that like the old version of it? The gin and tonic were now, or was there always berries and always tonic? Does it have to go no, together? No, it was always gin separate and then tonic. The, gin and tonic only got together like in the 1800s, back, back in the time of the British in India. Like tonic was a whole separate drink to fight malaria. Okay. You know, so it was the British soldiers in... So then put it together. And what? Well, they, it was it was disgusting. It was an absolutely horrible tonic. Gin drink. itself, like? No, the tonic. Oh, the tonic. It was disgusting. So they put gin in it to make it feel better, or not the other way around? Like. Basically. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it kind of just happened, yeah. They, they started mixing it, and then all of a sudden it became... But tonic yeah. is, is fizzy. No. Tonic is fizzy. Mm. So is that to make the gin fizzy? No. Or to dilute it down? See, the tonic is... the. There's a bit, nice bit of flavour in tonic, and then the gin has its own botanicals and stuff like that. So when you mix the both of them together, you get a kick and a fizz, and also the flavours from your gin. Your tonic technically... It's optional. No. No, no, you need your tonic. Oh, you need but your tonic. your tonic should be as flavourless as possible. That's what I was just going to say. You don't have flavours in tonic and You stuff have like the that. quinine taste to it, yeah. which has a kind of a bitterness. But once you add the gin, that's where your flavours then come from. And do you ever feel that you can sleep better after drinking gin? 
Yeah, well, after a few drinks, you always sleep better. Yeah, I did this. Because there wouldn't be as much uh, sugar and gin as in a lot of other drinks. There's literally no sugar and gin. Yeah. And there's actually, uh, if you're talking about spirits and stuff, it's actually the least calories, if that is yeah, a thing you're doing, yeah, counting yeah. calories. There's not as much calories in gin as nope, everything it's the lowest spirit of calories you can get. It is indeed. I think it's uh, about 97 calories for a good, not a portion, what do you call it? What would you call it? It's not a shot, like... Yeah, like a G&T, like a glass. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, is that a measure? Measure of the measure of is 50 ml. So, yeah, yeah so I think, if they're talking about a gin or the gin and tonic in total, yeah, I don't know the exact calories. Yeah, I think I've seen somewhere, it's around the 97. I think they said uh, for, for a G, G&T. What, what, what do you, like as a person that doesn't drink, like what do you think? Let's say, let's take, say you took a shot of gin there. What, what experience do you think you'd have from it? Well, remember you gave me the non-alcoholic gin. Yes. Okay, so I, I have Nothing drank like that. It. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Well, that that's just blowing my next few minutes out of order. Yeah, it, it probably has the same um, bit of bitterness to it. Well. Yeah. So the thing I found about it because I've never drank. Yeah. That I found it very very hard to drink because mm. it's very sharp in taste. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, if you're a drinker, you're quite accustomed to that taste mm. because obviously, you would have got that when you're. 18 when you had your first drink or whatever <laughs> it shouldn't have been before that but um, uh, but you can't come accustomed to the sharpness and obviously if you get over the sharpness then you're used to that and then the taste comes in mm. and then you start finding what you like and things like that because I know when we would have went out first it would all like but well first it was the cheap, whatever cheap stuff was what's mm. the Linden Village bottles two little yeah. bucks yeah. but that's obviously a different time because that is alcohol just to get drunk. It's nothing to do with the taste and experience. Just to get drunk, yeah. And I suppose as people have got older, it's more about like this, that's where craft beers come in and different tastes. Yeah, and uh, Copperborg is like berry tasting or something as well. So yeah, like they're, they're softer. Get, like as you get to our age, the reason that you'd have a drink now on a, on a Tuesday, literally just to wind down. Yeah. You know, you, like there's no such thing now in our age. Well, I suppose if you're in a bad mood or on a Friday night, but. You'd basically have a drink and you'd have you'd stop at the one. It just kind of goes through your system. You calm down, you cool down, and you sit down. Watch yeah, the and I, I mean it's all up to what you want yourself. I'm sure loads of people like a pint on a Friday evening at mm. home mm. watching Friday night football or something like that. Yeah, and uh, that's that that's their thing. But I'd be the same there, and a lot of people are like that. With uh, people that love gin, they'd have mm. one gin and tonic on a Friday. So like when you get used to that sharp taste and get over that, that's where like the enjoyment factor comes into the taste of it then. Yeah. Where because I've never drank, I found it quite hard to drink, even though it was non alcoholic obviously, but it, it was very sharp on it like. Yeah. But the, the the gin and tonic kinda of winds it all down to a nice flavour. There's, yeah. there's not one per like, I've never met anybody who drinks gin straight. Like as in Yeah, know, so you, you, straight. you never go for like a shot of gin. If anybody says I love gin neat and they, t- they sip it and go, oh, that's lovely. Neat, no ice. Neat, no ice. They're, on the rocks, they're, 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 I, I, know, I, I know a few sayings. On the rocks, <laughs> yeah. But anybody who does sip neat, gin neat is mental. They're, they're, it's impossible. Like There's a gin face that you put on as soon as you sip it. You can. I, I, I do it. I love gin. Yeah. I do it, but I couldn't drink a whole shot of gin. But I sip it and kind of get the flavours from yeah. it. So, like... It's about drinking a glass of gin over an hour. No, no, because you no, you'd need to have that gone in like fifteen minutes. Because your well, number one, your ice is gonna melt. And number two, your tonic's gonna defizz. And I seen you make some big ice block. What was that about? Clear ice. Yeah, yeah. Well, you made you made a massive one. You were cutting it in half. Yeah, because yeah, so I made that in a cooler. It's really easy to do at home. Um, 
And uh, is the ice important? Well, like, why did you? Usually important. Okay, so or did it just look cool because it was big block ice? See, clear ice, ice number one, ice is really important in a gin and tonic because the more ice you have, your gin and tonic cools, like keeps keeps freezing cold, but your ice doesn't melt. And let's say you put in two cubes of ice, and you put and and your the tonic you put in is one that you've had in the press, and then your gin is like warm you put that in those ice cubes are just going to melt and it's going to water down your gin and tonic it's going to make it taste horrible so we put loads more ice and the reason i use clear ice is because clear ice lasts a lot longer in your glass there's not much so, air bubbles there's it's just pure it has a higher melting point so it has yeah. to be a lot warmer to melt is it? it it basically takes a lot longer to melt yeah if you put a lot of clear ice in your glass you'll have loads of clear your, your goal is to have loads of ice left over in your gin and tonic when it's empty did you know that gin was sold in the pharmacies um, to cure all sorts of ailments? Why, yes I did. That's a, that's a, thanks for bringing it up. Um, oh. Well, you see, well, Dutch well you, sorry, just, I, I'm actually reading a sheet here because uh, I looked up uh, gin facts to try and test John yes, yes. today. And also because I didn't know a whole lot about gin because I don't drink. And this is, and this so is I and wanted, so, so interesting talking yeah, to someone who doesn't drink. So I wanted to be able to uh, do my part on this side of the podcast. <laughs> Well, you see, gin was like first brought out in, by the Dutch. Well, there's an argument over that. The British will say they brought it out. But I think I have something that says that. Yeah, there is. There, the British will always say it says the Dutch. The Dutch world of juniper is Geneva. Yeah, fair. Oh. You you don't you can't even see this, and I got stuck on that word. And you, yeah, you Geneva, and that's that. technically where the name gin came from. Like, so yeah, it said they got shortened to gin over time. <clears throat> but is this not a same thing? Like, you know. The British taking things is not theirs. Technically, that's that's a whole different. We don't want to go down that path. That's with, a whole you know, other podcast. <laughs> they are fun to do things like that. <laughs> so maybe they don't know gin as well. It's hard to know. Who have they tried to claim recently? Obviously, Conor McGregor. Yeah, Katie Taylor. Katie Taylor, yeah. Yeah. Um, who's your man in bridesmaids, the Irish champ? Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes, like in fairness, it's not actually the British. It's the Americans calling them. Um, no, it'd be British. Obama made that mistake. He's in Scotland. The Emerald Isles. Yeah, yeah. That. that was that, that. was a bit of a doozy one, already right, from him at yeah, that uh, Cobb I wouldn't say the Scottish were happy about that now either. And uh, no, because I think the Scottish are a little, a lot like us in that respect, yeah. as in uh, they don't like being mixed up. Great gins in Scotland. You know what big gin is from Scotland? Probably it's probably from Edinburgh. Is it? No. There's a lot of Scot, Scot- Scotch though. The Scotch, Scotch yeah. is obviously Scottish, no? I'm pretty sure, again, yeah, it might have been. I don't know much. Just when it. I was in Edinburgh, it seems to be a, a lot of that. But, but then um, again, I'm not ordering. But uh, since you started that, though, in places I've been, yeah. I have more copper notes in, in places now yeah. when, when I'm in. And I look along and I see gins that I recognise from your cabinet. I'm thinking, oh, that's such and such. Yeah, some people, like, bars kind of, to keep compete, they really have to up their gin game. Because everybody was drinking gin. Is there gin-specific bars? No. Yeah, That'd be yeah, too niche, no? Well, there's gin-specific bars, but they also have beers. Yeah. But like, There's not, the like, gin. one one place where you can go in and it's just gin. Uh, no. Although that might be a good name for a pub, just gin. Just gin. Yeah, that'd be good. Just gin. But uh, there's the Gin Palace up in Dublin. They have just huge amount of gins. And, and if you go to London, like, there's literally distillers. Like, gin, gin companies with a bar at the front. And you don't know how many gin companies there are in Ireland, no? 
Oh, they be low. Yeah, they, they keep on popping up, you see. There's definitely more. I, I should have looked up stats, I suppose. Well, you see. To have that information. There's there's only a certain amount. Like, there's a lot of gin companies, but there's only a, a certain amount of distillers. You're only allowed a certain amount of licenses in Ireland for gin. So you're going to see, like, one gin distiller could make 12 different gin companies' gins. Okay, and it's just their packaging and all that. Yes. that so that's that gin company will go into this company and say, hi, will you make our gin? Like, Listoke Distillery in Drogheda. They make loads of people's gins. That's the sanitizer I have. It's quite good sanitizer. Yeah, they, they it's do, it's they probably do. the best one, actually. They do a great the, job. The, they're the a great yeah. company. Yeah. Uh, and are they, uh, are they big? Huge. Yeah, they're huge. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, not, they're huge in, in Irish terms. Like, oh, yeah. and, and fair play to them. They're doing really well. Like They sell into Canada and America, I believe, and China. And like, it's just this one that distillery in Drogheda. Like, it's just selling worldwide. And then... Um, um, would they make gin for um, gin companies? It's not an earned. No, no. So no. it's it's whatever gin company's in Ireland, and the yeah, because every a gin company in Ireland, you want it like the Irish brand is huge. So if you say you're an Irish gin, yeah, like that's your so um, Irish gin would have like a good rep worldwide. Yeah, it would if it had the Irish market. And we're on the same kind of par as Irish whiskey. You know, if we're, we make our we make great Irish whiskey. Have you ever been to the Philippines? No, I've seen it on telly though. Apparently, um, they are big into gin. Yes. They are actually bigger gin uh, drinkers than uh, Britain. No way. Yeah, there you go. See, I'm educating you, know. you as well. And probably Spain as well, it's pretty high up. Uh, my notes don't say that, so I don't know. <laughs> Spanish drink a lot of gin. Um, yeah, Philippines, there you go. Wouldn't thought they'd be big gin drinkers yeah. over there. Yeah. I've never had a Philippine gin before. If Could you pick five, or is this like picking between your kids? It is picking between my kids. Because they always okay. differ. Like, one gin could be my favourite gin. Then, like, two weeks later, I'd be like, no, don't like that anymore, I'll have this one. And what kind of different things do you put in gin? Like, botanicals, as in... Yeah, like, fruits. I'd say you, you had rhubarb or something at one stage, no? Yeah, there's a rhubarb gin, but, like, gin is made with, obviously, botanicals, and you can put anything into it. You can put chilies, you can put peppers, you can put... Oh, okay, so I thought, like, those, like, your <laughs> limes, lemons... There is. I've seen you doing rhubarb well, and, and, well, and you're, uh, you're talking slowberries. About, you're talking about garnish. Garnish is a whole different kettle of fish. What did I say? Well, you're just saying t- put things into the gin. Yeah. So so you're there's, so, there's two things you put into your gin at, at two different stages, right? Okay. Let's say... Let's say... Um, do you ever see these big pot stills? Big copper things? Yeah, the distilleries like. Yeah, the yeah. distilleries. So they open the door. So what you're doing is you have your neutral-based spirit in there. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're getting your lemon pe- lemon peels, you're getting your orange peels, you're getting your um, mint, you're getting your rhubarb, right? You're throwing it in there, into the bath. And you're throwing it into there, right? And then okay. they close over the door and then they boil it. And because alcohol boils at a lower temperature than water, that what alcohol is all seeped in this fruit fruitiness and oils and everything that goes up into a big spout and then comes and, and without getting too technical it turns back into liquid and then yeah. drips down into a cup for example yeah so that's your that's your first thing so that's your flavor but then once that goes into a gin and tonic then you add your garnish would be a rhubarb or lemon cheap lemon oh so spice. gin does come in different flavors yes oh but it's I all thought... about what, what way you distill it Oh, I thought the garnish, as you say, I thought that's what yeah. made the flavour in the gin. No. Oh, so the, the gin's coming in different flavours. complements the gin. Like, let's say you have, let's say you had loads of raspberries in your distillery. Yeah. Uh, or you, you're, let's say you distill it with raspberries. 
threw it all in there. So that your gin technically is now raspberry flavor. Um, and then let's say you poured into your gin tonic. So your gin has this raspberry aroma, it tastes yeah. a bit like raspberry. Then you get little, two little raspberries. So you, t- you put it into your gin and as you're sipping, that you get the raspberry just, kick. That would set it off a little. Where if it was a raspberry gin, you wouldn't um, garnish it with anything else. Would have to be raspberries then. Well, no, you'd have a good read of what's on the bottle. If it had lemon peel or citrus of some sort, you you could if you don't have any raspberries, put in a lemon peel. What you wouldn't do is, like let's say it was a, like lemon and blueberries and r- rhubarb. You don't get like a parsnip. Slice up the parsnip and put the parsnip on the side. You'd <laughs> nothing compliments it. Although although if it was a parsnip gin where you distill it with parsnips, perfectly fine to put a parsnip on it because it compliments it. Yeah. Now, gunpowder gin, is that the most famous one? It's the most famous in Ireland, at least, yeah. Where's that from? Drum Shambo. And do you know why it's called gunpowder gin? Because it contains gunpowder tea. Oh, okay. Because mm. i just seen a, a point here that uh, gunpowder was used to determine the quality of gin. So naval officers used to test the quality of their gin with gunpowder. I never knew that. No, and then just when I knew that there was one called Gunpowder, yeah. I was wondering, is that Short time we mentioned on this podcast, we are not sponsored in any way by Gunpowder. Um, I think that's probably because yeah. the only one. What one did I get you? Not, was it last Ding, You got me Dingle Gin. Okay. Gorgeous. You that bottle that was like gone within a month. That's all right, because it's getting harder to get you a gin that you don't have. Yeah, no, I didn't have that one at the time, you see. See, yeah, the, see, yeah good gins like that are the ones that you, you can break out happily and know that it's easy cost, so I don't mind if a bottle of there really a lot of gins that I get, and it's hard to find. So would you have like limited edition gin? Yeah, there's some limited edition gins like Slowberry Gin or. And Christmas is is that or, yeah? I was just going to say, is it only out at certain times? Yeah, only seasonal. Yeah. And have any any place gone out of business owner? Is there like gin companies? Yeah. Gone out of business? Is there like really special gins now that you couldn't get again? No, not yet. No, well, no not yet. Well, any gin companies gone out of business yet. Hopefully they don't, but. Uh, Hmm. Yeah, it's it's in, in, interesting enough on um, that because as I said, I've uh, I've never drank so anything yeah. regardless yeah. of whether it was gin or not. And do you ever think you will drink? Uh, no, uh, apparently you get a gold medal when you hit fifty years. No way. Yeah. Off who? I don't know, the priest or something. Some guy. <laughs> just, just some guy. On, on, on your fiftieth birthday. It might. Uh, well, it wouldn't be my fiftieth birthday because uh, even though you take the pledge for your confirmation, I assume that it only really starts when you're eighteen. Technically, mm. you're not meant to drink until you're 18. Mm. So I really don't know why you take a pledge on your confirmation. Is that just an Irish thing? Because they know, oh, look, if you're probably going to drink before you're 18. Like. Maybe that was the... Maybe some people started drinking when they're 14. I don't know. Oh, Fair play, you left primary school. Have a pint. Yeah. Um, what other cocktails do you do with gin? Oh, do you ends. know what the hot gin twist is? No, I know what a hot gin toddy is, but tell me what this twist is. That is all the information I have done. Ah. <laughs> All right. The hot gin twist was the most popular right. gin in London in 1823. Oh, well, maybe it wasn't a... Hot gin twist. Maybe it's a dance. So popular, in fact, that it was celebrated in many poems and newspapers of the time. Now, that's a bit misleading, because that could be a dance. Could be a dance. It could be just a type of gin, or it could be a cocktail. It could be a cocktail. But is gin too expensive to put in cocktails, apart from martinis? No. No. No, no, sure. So it's not really that exclusive, really. No, gin's not. No, every just. I just, I just find that gin is a bit posh. It used to be posh, and that started back in London back in the days. But it's not. 
It's not like that, that reputation is gone now. Like if you had gin and tonic, maybe 2014, 2015, you would have been classed as posh, but them days are gone now. And uh, do you feel you know when you're in a restaurant and you order a gin, mm. and like a gin comes and you're like, oh, that's that's shit. Yeah, but see, you don't you don't one doesn't just order a gin. Oh, wow, well, okay. You ask for the gin menu. <laughs> Okay. Uh, you say, well, same as a wine. You don't now, just if, ask you, the if you're in a wine. restaurant, right, and you ask for the gin menu, and they just brought you a drinks menu with like one gin at the tail end of it, would you be like, I'm, I'm leaving? I would storm. <laughs> I'd ask for the manager we'll first. <laughs> but it's the same gin, gin now because gin is so popular. Like back in the day, you could have said, Can I have a gin and tonic? They'd give you a Gordon's and Schweppes tonic. That was back in the day, but now... That, that was, like, standard. That was literally just yeah. your standard, yeah. Okay. Gin and tonic was Gordon's and Schweppes. That was just... Whatever you asked for, you got that. But now, gin is as popular as wine, so... The same as asking for a wine menu in a restaurant, you'd say, can I have your gin menu? Okay. Mm-hmm. And and most places probably have a, a gin menu. Well, they'd have it at the back of the wine list, yeah. yeah. So do you think it's overtaken wine? But you can't really Not drink gin. Long. You can't, like, that. that's probably two separate things like wine is is that an accompaniment to like different food yeah, wine, so the way you go with your garnish to like set off your yeah. uh, gin then wine is probably the same that certain because I don't know certain wines go with certain foods obviously because yeah. you, you drink wine with food it's yeah. not like an afterthought like, like a gin would be like a treat yeah. instead of like a cappuccino gin is what you have after as, your dinner gin could be classed as an uh, aperitif or a, a pre- yeah, I can't I can never say that word Aperitif, basically, it's kind of like something to wash down your food afterwards. Okay. Like the fizziness of the tonic, you know, it would wash down all that food. But your your wine is obviously then you have that during the dinner. So yeah, wine would be. It's gin will never take over wine. If I had read on in my notes, I would have seen that uh, there are more cocktails made with gin than any other spirit. Mm, I would I would agree with that. It's so nice, so tasty. Um, like what? What the? I don't know any cocktails. Well, popular cocktails for gin, like there's a Clover Club. Like, obviously, the simple ones would be... Like, the gin and tonic is a cocktail. In itself? In itself. Okay. Because you're mixing two separate ingredients. Oh, so that's what a cocktail is? Yeah, cocktail is... You're mixing... Uh, so a gin... But gin doesn't spirit. have an umbrella. The cocktails don't have to have umbrellas. This isn't, like, Miami Five O. I think that is my criteria for a cocktail. Is that it's cocktail an umbrella. Without an umbrella. You'd be like, <laughs> to me, that would, be, that would be just a drink <laughs> in a glass. It wouldn't be a cocktail if it didn't have an umbrella. A fiery, a fiery drink that burns. Yeah. Yeah. And um, do you mix them? I've seen ones like, you know... Well, I suppose is the cocktail, is the gin just the alcohol content in the... They're not really gin cocktails. They're cocktails with a gin element. Yeah, so every cocktail has a base, which would be a spirit. And then we can then other things go into it, like your fresh juices, your... And the ice. Ice. Some Makes cocktails don't have any ice. They're kind of, some cocktails are cooled down on a shaker. You know the shakers? You ever see a barman shaking the thing? Oh, yeah. Um, Tom Cruise in cocktail. Yeah, you've seen him. Um, I, I I like that movie. I kind of have four to five Tom Cruise movies that mm-hmm. I like him in, and I maintain it's before he got tanned and it's before he got his teeth straightened. Mm. So if you think back that far, there's Cocktail. Mm, yeah. Uh, there's Days of Thunder, the Na- NASCAR one. Yeah. Um, Crooked Teeth and Them, honey. Yeah, there are a few good men. Yeah. Top Gun. Crooked Teeth and Top Gun as well. Well, that's when he started getting a few quid. Hmm. 
and then finally Jerry Maguire. And Jerry Maguire was out in the mid nineties. Mm. So after the mid nineties, mm. I don't really watch Tom Cruise movies. There are the five Tom Cruise movies. When did he join Scientology? Like. Was he when was he in was he in Scientology when he was Top Gun? No, he that was only him. like the star of the noughties. He was straightening his teeth when he came to that. Um, that is just a rule of thumb now. You can look back and he might have straight teeth in Jerry Maguire. I'm not too sure. But those would be the five movies that I like from Tom Cruise. Mm. And Cocktail is one of them. I think Cocktail was mid, mid-80s. Um, yeah, a good movie, Cocktail. Yeah, sorry, just went off on a tangent there. Yeah, they're bringing out a new Top Gun. They're bringing out... Yeah, they're talking about that years now. When is it coming out? Oh, I think it was meant to be out like last year, but then pandemic and blah, blah, blah. And gosh, I, don't, I, I think it's made. Can't social think. distance in a, in a MIG. Mid-21. That is true. Mm. Yeah. I'm not sure what he what part he's playing. He, he can't be... He's obviously this maverick, isn't he? Yeah, but he's not like as in the same movie as, you know, flying the planes. Is he, I think is he an instructor? Like, I think he's an instructor, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, funny old movie, Cocktail, because uh, you really only see him do cocktails a couple of times. Because he's with that other British guy. Other British British he actor. pours things. He he's, he, he's mixed them. I assume he learned how to do it because it looks like it's him that's doing it. Yeah, because yeah, the, throwing them things—that's flare, flare cocktailing. That's called flare bar. He's a flare barman. Loads of them in Dublin. Check them out. Like throwing things, juggling things. Yeah, like things. The, uh, there's a great bar in Dublin called Nolita. They do like flare things, like the barman throws it in behind and lands it in oh. the shaker, and really cool to go see. That is a an art in itself. It is. So if there is no junipers in gin, juniper berries. Juniper berries. Juniper berries. Slash juniper flavour. Yes. It's not gin. It's not a gin. No, so you can't sell it as a gin if it doesn't have that not base ingredient. By law, it's not allowed. Okay, so that would be one of the main things that... Uh, so keep an eye, there's a lot of fake gins out there. <laughs> How do you, what, there's a juniper shortage? It's not actually a berry, you said that back there. Um, they are deceptive as the name may be. Juniper berries are not, in fact, berries. They're actually just fleshy cones of mm-hmm. female junipers that have an appearance very similar to very. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. All about the facts. It is. You know. You've got some great notes there. Um, yeah, it's the top 50, apparently. I noticed you printed them all in full black. You must have no ink left in your printer. I won't lie. This isn't work, so I don't care. Ah, well then, that's okay. Um, yeah, I copied and pasted them, and I actually thought, you know, that would be... When I printed them out, I was like, that would actually be easier to read. Uh, black or white letters and a black background. Yeah. Uh, it's toner yeah. anyway, so it's for those who can't see, Bertie has like a full black A4 page in ink and then white letters. It's it's actually quite easy to read. Um, off it. Perfect. That's probably why. That's all that matters. Um, yeah. So um, gin flavor, juniper berries, very good. Um, anything else you like to add in the old gin? We're at number thirty six in the top fifty. If that makes you feel any better. What is gin? Uh, no, I mean that these are the top 50 oh, right, okay. um, facts about gin, so we're on number 36 at the moment. Now, I, I obviously haven't read any of them out, but they mm. have led to some questions that I've asked. Yeah. Um, the, gin, the need to drink gin cold and with lots of ice led to the invention of the ice ball hmm. in 2009. What's the ice ball? Uh, it's just just ball of ice. <laughs> you actually, you actually know it. Yeah. It's literally, yeah. I have one at home. It's basically just you. You make a, you have a mold, and you just make a ball of ice out of it. Like just pour the mold into, pour water into your mold and put it in the freezer and take it out and it just melts. Just I feel gin tries a lot 
with different things to try and make itself different. <laughs> um, well, the, the, the glass, the the bottle, it comes in. It's, it's, it's a, all marketing. It's, it's a show. It's all a show. It's all about how cool you look with that glass. Some people don't even like gin, they're just drinking it in the bar. They just want to have this cool, like... What annoys me sometimes about bars, and bars know that people like to... They just want... They don't care what gin it is, they don't yeah. care... They just want to be able to hold this cool glass of gin while in the bar. Like, look at me. But a lot of bars are know that they're hopping on this trend. And there's it really annoys me when a bar would get a gin and, tell me, and just put this tropical fruit salad in it. Doesn't matter. Like, it could be apples, it could be oranges, lemons. But, like, it's very wrong because must, you may as well just have a fruit juice because it's just all you'd be able to taste and smell are... Ma- loads of different fruits. Now, if you were to think of a stereotype with um, craft beer, mm. you know, what would come to mind, you know? Is it like, uh, it's like... Beard? Yeah. Uh, the man bun thingy. Ma- sometimes a man bun, yeah. yeah. And like a hemp coat. Or a mullet. <laughs> um, okay. so, and a German uh, green jacket, what are they called? Oh, with the suede patches or the leather yeah. patches. Okay, yeah. so that would be craft beer. Yeah. What would uh, the stereotypical uh, gin drinker be like? <laughs> Is oh. there one? It would be the guy sitting at the bar with a dicky bow. And a novel. Uh, and a novel. And um, a very skinny cigar. Um, so if you thought of like uh, maybe like an uh, old English teacher or something like <laughs> No, 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 <laughs> no one arm patches on the gin tonic drinkers. <laughs> Okay, so gin tonic drinkers don't have um, patches. Patches, no. <laughs> Very good. Uh, did you know that juniper is a natural uh, flea repellent? No, I didn't. There you go. That must be so why much so these. that people used to use the plant to combat the smell of rotting bodies. Okay, now you're getting serious. Um, yeah, I think they're running out. I think the first ten was. Did you know Ryan Reynolds owns a gin company? I did. Uh, what's it called? Well, it's aviation. He, he oh, bought aviation. aviation gin. Yeah. He bought it, but then sold it again. But he has still has a stake in it. But he, well, that's what it. Uh, didn't McGregor sell because McGregor's whiskey was shite, apparently. He still owns that. No, did not some like Mexican company, but you know. No way. Yeah, because no. I don't think it wasn't there. Uh, he, he got a lot of money, but I don't think he it was um, going that well. I've never honest. had it. Never had it. Um, no two gins are like. I th- thought you said they're all the same. No, I've never seen that. I think you'll find if we go back, you didn't say exactly that. That's right, exactly all the same. Gin, uh, gin, I'm only, I'm only gin is. Get a reaction Same you. colour. Same colour. So it has a universal colour. It does have a universal, but it can be pink as well. It can be brown. You, like, you can have a battle. <laughs> I was well sure you were going to go into a song there. <laughs> What's that song? Pink, give me <laughs> yeah. um, bar, you can get a barrel aged gin that'll go brown. Slow gin mm-hmm. is gin's winter counterpart. Very, the opposite of fast gin. Okay, so that that is where slow slows are yeah, fruits related to the plum. Yeah, so there is a slow berry, right? S L O E, which is like a black thorn. You know, black thorn bushes that you probably have them. Yeah, your probably field down, down the field. Um, you can pick all them, uh, and steep them in a gin, uh, an existing gin, or um your neutral grain spirit with juniper berries and you can have a slow gin. It's a very it, winter style. Yeah, that's what it says here. Mm. Uh, so it's more Christmassy like uh, yeah. some people even have hot mulled slow gin. Mm. So you yeah. would you, you would heat gin up 
Yeah, you can have hot gins, hot gin toddies, yeah. You can have, um, so your slow gin, but you can also, basically the same as you make a hot whiskey. Just I was just going to say, actually, uh, does gin go in anything like coffee, food? Is there, you know, like, like um, there's the Irish coffee, that's that has whiskey in it, no? Yeah, yeah, but you wouldn't have a gin coffee, no. You can make a gin express, a gin espresso thingy, you know, just a cocktail. I've never, I don't make them, but... Oh. Um, and does it go in any food like cherry trifle? Could you have gin trifle? You could. You could. Yeah. Yeah, you can do a lot of stuff. You Would that be good? Bonds. Because cherry trifle notoriously has uh, fruit in it. Yeah. So could you mix the fruit with gin? Yes. I like have berry gin. Yeah, it sounds amazing. But you can okay. have like... Um, because that's, that's basically the only way I'm ever going to taste gin, <laughs> is in food. You do it. And would you have that like that way? Yeah. Oh, I love, I love cherry it, trifle. Would it break, but is that not breaking your pioneer ship? No, not once it's in food, apparently. Who says that now? Priest? I don't know. It was in the rule book I got. All right, so so in the rule book you have, you can have alcohol in food. Yeah, because alcohol in food is part of food. You're not drinking it because it's alcoholic, if you get me like. Hmm. So you're not drinking it to get drunk. Because I, li- I like cherry trifle. So does that mean you can have jello shots? That's questionable. Yeah, because we that, give it a go. Although it is jelly. We'll, I'll bring one next week. Now, I said that sherry trifle has uh, fruit in it. Sherry mm. trifle um, comes and goes. Mm. Sometimes it's whiskey, uh, sometimes it's brandy trifle. Mm. It depends what we have. Nice. <laughs> so every Christmas is a little and bit you different. you usually have like five or six bowls of sherry trifle now at Christmas time. Just to uh, or me personally. Yeah. like Well, obviously we have the one big bowl. You keep on eating your sherry trifle until you feel a bit woozy. Uh, no, I just like to sherry trifle after dinner, get some custard on it, and some ice cream, some smarties. But uh, I don't like I don't like the fruit. So basically what I have is I have sponge and jelly and cherry. So I, I, I get uh, my own personal one made <laughs> with no fruit in it. <laughs> that's just the way it, yeah, that's the way it is. Um, now, the last question on this, or the last fact on this is, mm. what came first, the, the, the gin or the tonic? Uh, gin campers. Gin yeah. was actually added to tonic, not tonic added to gin. Yeah. So there we have it. Fifty facts of. Oh, okay. I thought that was going to yeah, give bro. more in-depth <laughs> information about that. Uh, there you go. That's Very the, cool facts, Bertie. Yeah, that's fifty. Quite, well, I quite enjoyed that. Know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're quite informative about gin. Uh, I learned a bit there. I hope I taught you something there on you my did. on I my fifty facts. Things. So it's nice to come a little I'm bit prepared. Get over to the Philippines as soon as I can. Yeah, there you go. And there could be loads of gin there. Mm. A lad selling on the street or something, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, last thing, right, we'll wrap up just there on the gin. So that's that done. Is I want to say just something that is uh, bugging me, right? And maybe you've noticed as well. People with not their headlights on. Like they're missing a bulb. And this time of year, mm. it's gone a little bit late now to not have your bulb checked. You know, slightly acceptable towards the end of September when it's just getting dark and you're like, oh, I haven't used my lights all summer and I didn't know the bulb was gone. Mm. Number one is you should always drive with your dip headlights on. No matter what time some, of year it is. Sometimes, well, it's a dip, one, of the, one of the lights, one of the dipped headlights are gone. Yeah, right, okay, so my, my thing is there are two. you should always know that your lights are gone because you should always drive with your lights on. Mm. Okay? Now, if... Uh, you know, your full light is gone and you have two dips. That's not as bad. When you meet that at night time. Yes. Okay? Because you might have your full lights on and then you put them on dips and you have two dips. Mm. The one that really annoys me is when they have no light. Mm. So they're driving along and you can only see one light. 
and you don't know what that is. And it's even worse if it's on like the one that's gone is the right hand side one. Oh yeah. Because that's lethal dangerous. Oh it is. And especially if you go from your full lights mm. to like your parking lights. Mm. And I seen someone and he was driving with two parking lights. Yeah. He had like no full lights on. Yeah. It was like these two candles coming towards me. So th- Do you ever like roll down your window and shout abuse? Oh, like I mean bulbs in well, in some cars are probably hard to change, right? Mm. I know the silver Passat I had. I did Jesus, yeah. And it was really hard to get them out because they're like these xenon bulbs. But majority of the time it's not that hard to change a bulb. Get someone to change because it's dangerous for you because you have poor visibility. So I know a random badger runs out in front of you. You mightn't see him till late. And number two is it's bad for the car that's coming towards you as well. Because as you say, it's already in the town. Maybe these are town drivers. So mm. you have the town lights and you don't know us. Hmm. But a lot of cars have the little light that comes on that tells you the bulb's gone. Now, I don't know what year that came in, but, you know, it's there. But you should always maintain your car. Yeah. Whether it's the tyres for winter, make sure they've got good grip, and your lights and your wipers. And that's, like, the minimum car check for winter. I just passed a few over the last few weeks. Hmm. It is now November, and it's too late into winter to not realise that your bulb's missing. That's a hardcore rant. Like, I can guarantee now after, whoever's listening to this is gone straight out to change their bulb in that car. I guarantee it. it. It's important. Now, okay, some of them might be, they were literally, drove to the shop, the headlights, because it happens, come out, start your car, bang, bulb's mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. But change it as soon as possible. Yeah. And as I said, I don't mind when you've dips, and you might be missing a full light, because at least you still have lights. But if you have nothing on, and I've often passed people with a dip, say, on the left-hand side, which mm. is the ditch side, mm. and a spotlight on the on the roadside. Mm. And then, as you said, if you only have lights on the ditch side and you've no lights on the driver's side or the roadside, that's the worst. Because you can, worst. you can literally think that's a motorbike and it's over near the ditch yeah. until you come right on top of it. Yeah, and I always drive in the middle of the road. I only turn, like, I only go back into my side when I notice two lights coming. <laughs> Exactly, so yeah. it's just a thing, look, be, be safe over it, or check your car, you know, a, a quick little test, yeah. and make sure all, all, all your lights are working, that's, that's kind and of And look, my tip is, if you don't want to get, if you want to fi- don't want to fix your light, like, set a type of flashlight to the side, and that should do the job. That's <laughs> <No. laughs> a solar light or something. Yeah. <laughs> one, of these, one of these rock lights from Little. No, no, you can sell it, super glue it. Oh, the sonar light. lights, yeah. Like. yeah. <laughs> just, just have some. Yeah, because the light's coming, like, it's genius. The light's coming at your car. They'll charge that temporarily <laughs> until you meet the next car. <laughs> Sounds like we're going into, like, a yeah. bit of a Fred Flintstone. And, like, if it does work out well, then if the other boat, if the other boat goes, two of them. Okay. Because you usually get set three. So you just three, three rock lamps for your garden. Yeah. And use them. Put one in the centre. Oh, Mint. But look at um, just check check your bulbs and make sure they're right for for the winter. And um, as I said, wiper blades are important too. And oh, let's not get into wiper blades. And your uh, your tires as well. Save them for next year, next week. <laughs> okay, we'll wrap up on that because we did tend to go a little bit long last week, so we kind of wanted to keep it uh, in under the hour. Yeah. Um. Well, I think we achieved that, didn't we, under there? Yeah, yeah, we're uh, going grand. Um, like I said, the. Uh, Gin topic this week and we'll see what we'll do next week yeah. uh, if you do go to uh, Instagram and do like our page the JP Waffle Hour and JB Waffle Hour I said JP JB, uh, yeah. JB thinking I know what the start of my name begins with 
Um, we will post up little snippets and things like yeah. that once we get that up and going because hopefully uh, yeah. we like doing it so hopefully it'll take off and um, we'll also be taking pictures of cars with one light and we'll be <laughs> yeah. posting them in our stories <laughs> name and shame them name, name and, and shame, shame them. with the number plate so so, so they, uh, they give us a follow and uh, give us a message on like a, the last post or yeah because we, 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 we will mention you if you want to be mentioned on the podcast as I said the few people that did contact us over the last one in fairness I, not that I well I was a little bit surprised there was definitely more people listening to it than I thought I was going to listen yeah I thought I like thought it would just be us yeah, me and you yeah and maybe someone seen on Instagram but like we did get quite a few on the feedback stats from Spotify mm. which is good we're on Spotify and Acast, but I think most people probably follow the Spotify. Acast, never heard of it. Yeah, Acast app. So, um, I was going to say, I was going to promote other <laughs> other podcasts there, but we, we won't do that. Mm. Um, so, I listened to a few on Acast, uh, one in particular, and then a lot on Spotify. So, in order to be on Spotify, I think you have to be on Acast, and it just puts it on to it. But, yeah, if you go on to uh, Spotify, you can find us and things like that. And like that... Um, Feel free to comment on our Facebook post. You you didn't post up about the podcast last week. I didn't. No, I, I shared it. It wasn't on your Instagram, was it? Was it on your story? Not on the enthusiast Instagram. Oh, you own it. But this one I will share on it. Okay. But on my own one, yeah. Yeah, we'll see if we get a few That's, listens. But um, yeah, on the enthusiast one. I'll, I'll yeah, and it. if you have any gin related questions, we can always answer them. Well, I say we can always answer them. I will uh, put them to uh, John. Next, yeah. next Wednesday. Yeah, ask what the, or let us know like your favorite gin, or give just give me a follow on G- yeah. enthusiast, and um, I'll answer any gin questions also. Yeah, um, yeah. Paul listened twice. He listened to the same podcast uh, twice. Yeah, he listened to it with Sarah as well. Um, okay, he was he was buzzing that he was the first name mentioned in the in the opening few minutes. Mm. He was too. <laughs> yeah, yes. and he has offered his services as well, so we might get him in. Yeah, we might get him in for as a guest. Yeah, he's as a, a guest, superstar DJ. Superstar DJ. Um, so if we have uh, a topic maybe that he'd like to talk about as well, hmm. we can always get him in. Um, Not yeah. Salesforce. Don't want to talk about Salesforce. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> Why do you, Salesforce. Do, you, do you use like four sales or something? <laughs> yes, I'm a SAP user. Oh, okay. So um, that's uh, not that's, part of yeah, That joke went... Uh, Falling down oh, before. at a SAP convention, that would have been that lit. That would have been hilarious. Lit. It would have been, you know. Um, okay, that's it for this week. Look, at, we're, we're only in episode two. We've no real good intro and we've no real good outro. Well, it's but all we'll, about the fun we're having. Yeah, yeah, we're enjoying it here in, in, in the studio in Bordemill, So yeah. um, Right, we'll sign off for this week and we shall chat to you next Wednesday. Thanks, uh, for, thanks for Waffle, listening. Wa- Waffle Wednesday from oh, the... John Bernard Waffle Hour podcast. So we'll uh, tune in to you next week. Or you tune in to us. Why did I say tune in to them? We're not going to tune in to listen. Because we're connecting. We're connecting to them. Yeah, okay. We'll tuning into those minds. Yeah, and like that. Any questions and you want uh, and your name dropped on the podcast, just uh, pop a comment underneath yeah. any post you see. Cool. cool. So that's us done for this week. Uh, we'll talk next week. Thanks, Bernard. Bye-bye. This has been the John Bernard Waffle Hour podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack. 
for free shipping and 365-day returns.